So I try not to hop on every single Mork Borg type game that comes out. Uh, I really try to hand select the ones that uh, that I think are doing some really cool things with with that whole system um, that kind of give it a new, unique spin and just aren't like kind of like copy and paste, you know. Um, and I think this is another one of those projects. Uh, of course, we had Pirate Borg and Luke uh, on uh, a few months ago uh, talking about uh, Pirate Borg. I feel like this game, Castaway, is very much in that whole spirit. And, and I think if you love what Luke did there, you're going to love what Dalton and Matt have done with this Castaway game. Uh, I'm going to remind folks that if you're interested in anything that we're talking about tonight, uh, check out the Kickstarter link in the description of, of this video. Um, they've got a really cool Morgborg core engine island survival castaway uh, RPG. Uh, it's doing some amazing things on Kickstarter. It's gone through all sorts of Kickstarter stretch goals. Uh, it's, there's even like a GMless mode that they just barely unlocked before we went to, before we went live. So stick around. We're going to be talking Castaway with Monomyth Games. Hey everyone, welcome to Victory Condition Gaming. My name is Doug. Today on the show, we're talking Castaway with the guys at Monomyth Games. Uh, and this is like I said, this is a Kickstarter, so go check it out in the description. But stick around. We're going to talk with them and uh, and, and get uh, some more information on it and see if this is something that your uh, gaming group would be interested in. Uh, I will, before we start and bring them on, I would uh, like to uh, mention that, uh, you know, if you're coming across our content for the very first time, hit that subscribe button. We'd love to have you as part of our, our VCG community. We, we focus on uh, all sorts of tabletop games, and we try to help promote uh, all sorts of cool tabletop RPG projects uh, like like Castaway here. Um, and also, if you are backing Castaway on Kickstarter, uh, hit that like button down below and, uh, you know, let me know. And uh, we'd love to, to, to uh, hear that you're backing some incredible, talented guys like uh, Matt and Dalton. So without further ado, let's bring them on since that's who you're here to talk to and hear from. So let's bring on Matt and Dalton from Monomyth Games. Guys, thank you so much for coming on and chatting with us tonight. Yeah, thank you so much, Doug. Absolutely. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. Guy, congratulations first of all on the Kickstarter success. This is a, this is a, a really really cool project that you've got going on here. This Castaway game. Um, how long uh, how long has this been in development? Because it looks really really polished on Kickstarter. Well, um, I mean, Dalton's Dalton's awesome, and we owe all the look and feel of the book, the design, that professional edge to him for sure. Um, we've been kicking the idea around since um, probably January last year. Uh, we were we were playing Morkborg. I I had gotten really into Morkborg, and then um, I I passed the book off to Dalton because he he was in my play group for um, some other games. Uh, we were running like a a Pokemon home homebrew um but then uh as designers both were former co-workers um i was like dalton you got to check out this book it's so dope um so we kind of nerded out about it uh got really involved ran some games and then um we started kicking around the idea of doing castaway uh like i said about last last january and um at some point we were just like hey let's like we're really into this project. Let's take it seriously and, and see what we can do with it. 
Um, and so we we just decided to to try it out. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's. It took me by by surprise. I, I didn't realize it was coming. As I saw uh, my friend Matt backed it, and I'm like, "Oh my god! Like, how did I not know this was coming?" And usually, <laughs> I have my ear to the ground on on uh, on a lot of projects. And this, uh, yeah, in fact, Matt's right here. He just says, "This game looks so awesome. Looking oh. forward to playing it." Yes, <laughs> yeah. So, I, ch I chatted with him too. Matt's uh, Matt's great. Uh, we actually had him on the show last night, which awesome. was awesome. Yeah, yeah. Um, let's yeah. Let, let's before we we. Tell us a little bit about Monomyth uh, games and, and, yeah. and how it all gets started and, and, and what you guys do and, and all that. For sure. Um, it's it's something that uh, that I, I kind of really started up um, and I brought Dalton in to do the design work. Um, I've been GMing for over a decade. I, I love RPGs. It's, it's huge for me and it's become a really big passion. Uh, I, I started out in... Um, cinema actually i went to film school um always been interested in storytelling um and then you know i actually had the unique experience of uh starting gming not using dnd um which is pretty uncommon from from what i hear around um so i i came at it from a different perspective and and i have mouse guard to thank for that um anybody plays mouse guard mouse guard is awesome uh, love that game. Love the comic books. Go check it out. Um, and there was something about that game for me. And then a lot of the other games that I started playing, um, where they were so tailored to their specific world, their characters and, um, you know, the, the, the story that was going on within that realm, uh, and the mechanics backed that up and really kind of brought you into a more immersive experience. Um, and it felt dramatic and immersive. Uh, and then, you know, when I started thinking about um, what I wanted to do past where I was in, in my career at the time, um, really wanted to start writing RPGs. And, and that was something I wanted to capture. And that's really what I've tried to put into Monomyth. Um, the objective is to really create uh, immersive storytelling, um, make something that's unique and different that isn't just another role-playing game. We're not trying to make a D&D killer. We're not, you know, focused on like generic fantasy. Um, we want to do something that's niche and that's going to provide you with that uh, genre experience, right? And I think that's like the filmmaking side of it that, I, that I'm coming at from is, you know, if we're going to do noir, let's do noir. If we're going to do survival, let's do it. Um, and, and back that up with our mechanics and, and the vibe and the feel of everything, you know, we want it to be, it's an experience, it's a ride and, and it's curated and tailored. Right. Um, so, so that's, that was the, the objective going in, um, to, and will be the objective for all of our games. Uh, and then that really started, um, I, I have an awesome community. Um, my, my friend's you know, all the way back from high school who played games, they, they write, do homebrews. They're all great people. Um, and, and I learned a lot from them. Um, and then more recently, uh, you know, Dalton and, and some of my other friends from when I was living back in uh, Portland, Oregon, uh, where Dalton is now, um, you know, during the pandemic, we, we all really connected and bonded over, over playing remote. Um, and, supported each other's game designing um 
and then it you know it just kind of became something real at a certain point and especially because of the pandemic and people working remote and um finding new opportunities uh we decided to to just say yeah let's do it let's just pull the trigger i i love that i, lo I love when people we've seen this i've seen this with, with a few people and a few companies and a few studios in this industry where they didn't take that those couple of years that, that the pandemic kind of hit us hard that, to just kind of sit back and, and watch things go by they used it to just lock in and okay this is what we want to do i've got time to do it let's do this and i i tell you what i i love that i love because you know the difference between you know successful people is the the what or just the fact that that you take the initiative to do it and i love the fact that that you took that time and and just kind of locked in and like okay we're gonna do this now and i, I think that's awesome that's that's i love seeing that in this industry and that you see that from a lot of a lot of folks that uh that work in the work and and try to uh, or that, that publish games and so yeah on. no for sure and and i think that there's there's also this attitude that's changing where you know this stuff is it's more accessible and it's more accepted to do something outside of the box especially now sure um and if you have the opportunity like tr trust yourself try it i mean that's that's what we're doing here you know i mean we we set our yeah. goals low because we didn't know what was going to happen and and it's it's already kind of running away from us and you know it's it's not like something crazy but it's uh for us it feels that way i think every every time we pass another mile marker dalton and i are texting each other like did you see did you see what happened like oh my god that's um, awesome so if you're a designer out there you're doing something different whatever it is like give it a shot and try it and trust yourself because it, it i know it took me a long time to get there to believe that you know my stuff was good enough um but I also have a really supportive community, friends and family and stuff. So, you know, but just like trust yourself and go for it. I love that. I love that. Um, so you, you have some cinema. Cinema background is like actually kind of a common thing for, for the RPG industry, which oh, I really? found just, yeah, yeah. I've, I've, I've had quite a few people on that, that have worked in the That's in so the, interesting. Yeah, it's really cool. They're all storytellers. Yeah, yeah. I guess that's what's, yeah, yeah. They all have that in common, which is cool. Um, Dalton, do you want to tell us a little bit about your background? What uh, you know, how, how you got to to be in the position that you are right now? Totally, totally, yeah. Um, my background is not with cinema, but my my background is uh, in uh, visual storytelling. So I went to uh, school in Portland for graphic design, and um, kind of right out the gate, my first job is is where Matt and I met and became friends. Um, and like he said, through the pandemic, um, we we played a lot of <laughs> tabletop games, most of them being um, systems that he created himself so we could test them and, and play and have fun. Um, and yeah, I mean, through that is really how, how we got connected and um, became, you know, a part of, a part of Monomyth uh, together. And yeah, I'm, I'm really excited for, for what the future brings <laughs> and what that looks like. That's awesome. That's awesome. Um, so this is this is a, a castaway. You know, you're stranded on a desert island, and uh, it's a more Borg engine game. Like it uses those same bones, and you know, for the the whole uh, the, the structure of the game. The the one thing that I have a question for uh, is right. All all of these like successful Borg 
you know, engine games, I call them, I guess, um, have some sort of tweak to the rules or they've changed something here or there to kind of fit what they're going for with the setting and with the the tone of their game. What have you guys changed with Castaway that kind of makes it a little bit more different than, than Mork Borg? Uh, Yeah, absolutely. So um, the, there are a lot of changes and add-ons. I guess not so many changes as uh, there are add-ons. The Mork Borg system is great. It's, you know, it's that essential sort of OSR, um, you know, rule stripped down, you're leaving a lot of room for the, the GM to adjudicate and um, make things happen uh, off the cuff. And we wanted to keep that for sure. Um, but I think one of the beautiful things about Morkborg is because of that, you also have so much room to create. There's so much design space to play with. And because the system is so flexible for the GM to adjudicate, um, it's, it's actually like... I, I don't want to say it's easy, but it's it's very um, accessible for you to create those new things. So uh, one of the, the things we focused on in the design was trying to really feel that idea that um, you, you're surviving, right? Uh, so that was really the first question was, okay, you're stranded, like, think, let's think about this. What are the things that change this setting that are not normal? for uh, a classic fantasy um, or something like that. And it was really that concept of um, debilitating effects, right? Uh, you have to deal with being hungry. You have to deal with being tired, right? You, you're, you have low energy. You need to get water. Um, how do we make these things matter to the players? Um, and also not um, crush them under it, right? Uh, and that that was, I think, the hardest thing for us to balance. Um, so the, the main thing that we did was add a fatigue system. Um, so that part is uh, is sort of reflected um, from the, the morale system, actually. Um, we had started with all of these other crazy things. We did, like, you know, energy points and stuff like that, and, and it was horrible. Um, it did not work well. Uh, <laughs> and, and we had lots of episodes of testing where... Um, sort of frustrating, but, um, finally we settled on this idea that basically you make fatigue checks the same sort of way that you might morale check. Um, so your fatigue goes up or down, um, kind of depending on how well you're equipped to rest and recuperate. Um, if you're, you know, eating, drinking water, you have a lower fatigue meter. Um, and as that goes up, if you fail tasks, the GM can, um, essentially apply that as a penalty, right? Like, Let's say you want to. Um, there's a lake or something. You want to swim across it, and you, you know you roll your 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 strength or agility check to try to get across the lake. And the GM can basically say, "Okay, like I'm going to let you get across the lake. Um, you missed by like maybe two points on that die roll. Um, it was a 12. You got a 10. Uh, let's just you know make you do a fatigue check, right? Um, and so you'll you'll roll uh, 2d6 just like you do with um, morale in the Morkborg system. And if you um, fail that check, your your fatigue will get bumped up, so that that becomes more difficult in the future to get over that number. Um, and then uh, for the rest of the day, until you take a rest, um, difficulty increases. So anything else you want to do, um, you know, climb a tree, gather coconuts, like f- make a spear, whatever it is, uh, will just become harder. And at some point, things will become so hard that you know you gotta go to sleep. Um, 
And then uh, that's where our whole camp and resting system comes in. So um, the other really important thing we thought for this for this uh, theme, um, you got to build a camp, you need shelter, right? And then you want that to matter. You don't want it to just be like, oh, yeah, I'll rest, like roll your, you know, your D6 to recover health or your D4, whatever it is. Um, it's got to be important because it's tough to survive out in the elements, right? Um, you're never going to have an in. You can't have a comfortable bed it's unless you make it uh so we and we made that camp se uh, section effective fatigue so when you sleep and rest um based on whether you have a fire did you make a hammock do you have a roof over your head if you do your fatigue will recover at um larger intervals right so higher dyes uh will be used when recovering fatigue um, and of course you'll also get your health uh recovery as well things like that um those are like the two big ones um and we wanted to give people something to work for uh you know a goal to set their mind on so the um making camp is like a nice objective to have um there are also some other systems so we have debilitating illnesses um or ailments uh so these are everything from you know being poisoned right there's like poisonous venomous things on the island uh to bleeding um you get cut uh, you know, you're stranded on an island, that's way bigger problem than it is if you can get bandages, right? You you're you don't have anything to to deal with that. You're not just gonna go to the shop, buy a poultice, and fix it. it doesn't happen. Um, so you have to do that all yourself. Uh, you know, infection's a huge issue. You eat something that's got, you know, worms in it. Uh, you know, you cut yourself on some coral, you get infected, big problem. There's heat stroke. Um, you're out in the sun for too long, you can get sunburned, right? Um, and then we also did, uh, to kind of motivate people as well, um, we added that cabin fever aspect. So, uh, you know, if you want to sit on the beach all day and chill, that's fine. But at some point, um, you need to get up and do something or you're going to, you know, you're going to kind of lose it. Um, and all of these things also felt very more Borgian, right? Um, these are things that are, uh, you know, like pulling you down and um and they have uh pretty severe consequences um and uh you know we just thought that really fit well um and then uh let's see what else do we have um oh the uh, the escape plans right so to pro provide players with a glimmer of hope um there is a an escape plan system um and there's two different kinds so there are like ongoing escape plans so this might be like a signal fire um, and you can essentially make progress towards things like the signal fire. Um, the, the bigger it is, the more burns, the more likely it is to succeed. Um, so while those have like small chances of success, uh, the more you work towards them, the more that increases. And, you know, you might roll for that every morning when you wake up, if it's still in effect, um, you know, you write help out on the beach, whatever it is. Um, and then you've got your your one-time attempts. You want to build a raft, that's fine. Uh, go for it. But you try it once, and if you fail, you fail. Um, again, you can make progress towards it. So the better your raft is, the more likely you are to succeed. But if you fail, then you know, you're how far out, and uh, you've got to make it back to shore again. Um, uh, let's see. Are there any other systems? Dalton, can you think of anything that I'm forgetting? 
no, you you covered quite a bit there. Yeah, no, definitely. I, I love how how you've you've kind of added a few more elements to kind of make it feel, you know, like like you're uh, you know trying to survive on on a deserted island, and I, I love that. Um, I, I think that that's uh, re really cool because sometimes it's hard to take an existing system and, and make it feel like you know a certain setting. So I, it sounds like you've done a phenomenal job of doing that. Um, the other thing that, that I was going to ask, and this is probably a Dalton question is, um, and I kind of alluded to this a little bit at the, the, the top of the show, where like a, Mork Borg has its own like look and feel. And like when you open that book, you kind of know what you're signing up for as soon as you open those pages and totally. flip, flip through a couple pages. And and we see a lot of folks that, that try to just, and this isn't a knock to them by any means, so don't please don't take this as a negative, but like they basically just try to copy that. Sure, and 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 that's that's totally fine because that's what people are used to when they're they're looking at more board. Yeah, I love it when people take their project and give it its own like look, but also make it feel like you can definitely tell that there's more board influence. And I and I'm gonna I'm gonna show this on the screen just to kind of show some of the uh, the the pages that you have uh, on display. How hard was it for you to kind of give? Uh, Castaway, its own kind of look, but yet still kind of make it feel and be similar to Mork Borg. I, I, as a graphic designer and as, as someone that, uh, you know, has had to have, have to lay out uh, a lot of this book already. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it was challenging. And, and Matt and I definitely had a conversation about this early on um, because that's an initially the direction we went is like it's a more Korg, you know, piece. Uh, so we want it to feel like it's a more Korg piece. Um, and a lot of, you know, when we were first starting out picking, you know, trying to pick colors and like just a general feel um, for the piece, um, we were initially drawn to those like high contrast, you know, the yellow and black and pink and that, you know, we see in more Korg, um, which I love. Um, but I think at one point I kind of had brought it to, to Matt to be like, Hey, this is, this is kind of what I'm thinking. Like, I think we could end up taking the, the look in a little bit different of a direction. Um, because for Matt too, I think, you know, he was also wanting this to be able to stand up on its own and for it to be, you know, an, an, an individual piece, um, and not just kind of blend in, uh, with, with other more board pieces. Um, and so I think, you know, it was a little bit of um, a step. We weren't really sure how it, it would be received, you know, and so I'm, I'm glad to, to hear that it's it's been received well. Um, and as far as for that being difficult, you know, I mean, I, I think it it's definitely challenging to to try and morph this into something into something else but um i think i've got a little bit a little bit of an upper hand kind of coming from a different space this will be the first you know tabletop rule book that i've designed for um so and i've ex experience with uh publication design but this is the first like tabletop specific thing that i've designed for so i think that kind of gives gives us a little bit of an edge there as well Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, it's just because speaking with Johan, Johan has said, you know, when he was laying out and designing the, uh, you know, the, the actual 
look of Morkborg. He wanted to take every rule that he was told he couldn't do in you know graphic design and layout yeah. and just break it. Like every <laughs> single rule he was told not to do, just just do it. It's evident. And, <laughs> and, and, and and you know and, and so you know it, it's really neat to see people take that and it's really kind of great because i love how you know his layout design has has kind of inspired other people to kind of create their own things and and yeah it definitely definitely comes through on this and you, you've done a great job and and uh, it's it's awesome it's awesome yeah. actually uh comment in the in there that it's gorgeous yeah it really is it's it's uh it, you did a great job of mixing uh both uh you know giving it its own feel and and uh kind of giving it uh that more pork uh uh let's see here let's go to some of the comments while 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 we uh let's see here uh snowkeep says i just upped my pledge for the gmless add-on thanks for adding that awesome yeah because that's solo play and just gmless play is is a big thing right now with the, the yeah. top industry which is really cool to see because uh you know it's it's neat to be able to just kind of pick up a game and play it on your own if you want to or if you for sure that, or if you have a group that doesn't really want to have someone that gms and you know i'm always the gm and yeah. I, get, I get wanting to step back sometimes um yeah i we got so many requests like right away people were in the comments Hey, are you going to have a solo version? And um, honestly, it's not something I had even considered. We hadn't really talked about it. And uh, I don't play solo RPGs. Um, so, you know, I, I had known about Solitary Defilement um, and people pointed that out as well. So I gave it a read. And, uh, you know, I, I have played games uh, that are similar. Uh, like, um, I don't know if anybody's familiar with uh, Legacy of Dragonholt. That's yep. more of like a choose your own adventure game, um, stuff like that. I love them. Um, I've definitely played things like that more in a in a board gaming space than in a role playing game space. Um, but you know, we we talked about it a little bit. And we were like, "Hey, do we think we can take this on?" And um, you know, after reading Sol Solitary Defilement and some other material, um, we were like, "Yeah, let's do this." I think this is really good, and especially and like Dalton pointed this out when we were talking about it initially, it just fits the vibe so much, right? Your castaway, you're sure. alone. Yeah. Um, I think that's awesome. And, uh, you know, I think had it been another project, I don't know if that would have been like so forefront. Um, yeah. but I mean, it, it overlaps so well. We were like, yeah, we got to do this. <laughs> and the well, dolls knocked that cover out in like 12 hours. That was crazy. <laughs> wow. Nice. Yeah, I was shocked. He put, he was just like, all right, I'm going to, I'm going to work on it. And he came back like 12 hours later and he was like, how's this? And I was like, that dude, <laughs> That's you awesome. are, you're a wizard. He's a wizard. <laughs> Every time he posted new mock-ups for me, I was just like, what dude? <laughs> That's awesome. So, props That's to Dalton. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. I'll be honest. When, when I first uh, saw the campaign, I was like, Castaway. That's like, how can you do an RPG where like you're alone on a deserted Island? And then I'm like, oh, you know what? Lost was totally a whole group of people that were on it. I'm like, yeah, you could totally do and then like the more I thought of it, I'm like, oh yeah, this is this is a really rad setting. Like I I could get behind this. Yeah. So. Well and we I love the idea too that um you know Morkborg like death happens, right? Yeah. That's common. Um and I and I've I see a lot in forums like on Reddit and stuff, people are posting like, hey, like how do you guys deal with player death being so you know common in our games? Um and that was something I thought also fit. And another reason why Morkborg was a good, I think such a good fit for this genre. Um, you know, 
you die like new people wash up on the island oh absolutely and that's that's exactly what i was thinking and i thought yeah so it's so easy and it's like how do you drop these people in and give them a a shared goal well i mean your shared shared goal is like i don't want to die man like you know you don't you don't have to want the same thing other than just to be alive and to survive and maybe get off the island so i think it'll also be really great for um people who are kind of new to rpgs and you know struggle a little bit with the narrative stuff um because they they can use stranded if they want and then you know if you kind of convert that into a gm's game there's a lot to play with and it's it's not going to be hard to motivate your players to want to stay alive because that's all they have to do (laughs) Uh, let's see your hungry ewok asks is there a loss of sanity the longer time the time the players are stranded Yes. Um, so definitely with the uh, the debilitating ailments system. So um, you, you acquire all those ailments in different ways. Some of them are triggered, like, let's say the shark bites you, right? You, you can get the bleeding condition um, and then you have to manage that and it gets worse unless you treat it. Uh, and that's how they all kind of work. Um, but the trigger for something like uh, cabin fever is simply not exploring, right? Oh, okay. So yep. uh Every day or two, um, I think uh, it, you basically rack up points of um, cabin fever. And at some point, the only way to get rid of them is to leave camp um, and go exploring or do something that's entertaining, um, crafting things, whatever. Um, there's also a mirror for the misery system from Morkborg. We really wanted to keep that. Um, and it's, uh, it's you know, again, an optional rule. Um but it allows uh, it allows you to kind of track the passage of time, right? You guys have been here for a month, three months, a year, five years, ten years, right? And the the miseries will uh, in the in this it's just that passage of time. Um, so those things will affect the players and the island and and impose changes. So that's kind of how we're representing um, that in in the game. Uh, Mr. Wire asks. Hi, Matt and Dalton. Congrats on Castaway. Considering you. you had a to create a stretch goal, did you expect to attain the amount of money and backing you've currently raised, or is it still all a surprise to you? <laughs> no, yeah. we we were we thought maybe we'd get to 10k. Um, okay. I think that was like we, when we were talking about it early. We we're like, okay, like yeah, we'll definitely be able to print the book. That'll be fine. Yeah, but um, but 10k like maybe we'll reach 10k and now uh you know it blew past that in its first week and um yeah we were, we've been kind of trying to play catch up a little bit and and i saw another question about add-ons and stuff and yeah um, uh, you know yeah we uh i think we thought we'd have a little bit more time to get those answers from our printer um before we hit those goals so uh i i very much appreciate everybody's patience in waiting for that specific information um we definitely want to give you the most accurate information so we want to make sure that you know we're not asking too much from you um or too little so that we don't have to change that on you later um so we're we are still getting that information from our printer um so, but as soon as we have that those will go up um you can already add of course uh both scenes um stranded and um things that go bump so those are yeah. available that was uh i actually did that because uh nice. yeah so so i mean seven dollars that's come on i mean if you, sure. you're gonna back what's <laughs> another little extra yeah. on top of it's october yeah exactly exactly uh let's see here T- taylor says 
Uh, 12K on Kickstarter. That's epic. Congratulations, Matt and Dalton. Thank you. They're not done yet. They still got some time left. So, I know. Yeah. yeah plenty of <laughs> we'll time. see. We just posted the special edition stretch goal. Yeah, I saw that. It's out there uh, because we need it to be. But if we can get there, I think it'll be rad. Um, we have some really cool options with our publisher to do like a nice library edition. So that's very cool. Fingers crossed. Um. What's the setting, time frame, slash genre, modern day, 1800s, more borkish fantasy, i.e. a volleyball <laughs> for a friend or a pig's bladder? I like that. That's yeah. Um, I think we wanted we wanted to keep it a little vague uh, so that if you wanted to easily translate it, you could, if you want to do that like Gilligan's Island vibe, um, you want to have uh, a, a stranded, you know, Disney Cruise Liner or something like, go for it. Um, we definitely thought about it more, I think, in that in that Robinson Crusoe kind of, um, you know, er, uh, age of exploration era, um, which is why I think it'll work really well with Pirate Borg or something like that. Um, we're definitely including some things like flintlock weapons um, that could be easily translated, of course, um, swords and stuff. But a lot of the stuff will be things you can find on the island um anything that's really time related is only stuff that might wash up on shore um and i think a lot of that's vague enough to um it's a compass or you know uh something like that so true uh let's see here how will this uh tra oh transition there's a, a transition from pirate board once my ship gets wrecked i i'm sure that there's probably probably a way to do it it probably let's see here yeah the style looks really good and it looks like it'll be easy to clearly read to uh yeah I, I i'm assuming that you know you lose some sort of ship combat in pirate borg you're you're going right to castaway and yeah you're, you're washing up on shore and, and using it that you know switching from one game to the next if you need to um, yeah uh the beginning be the beginning of the book the character creation is that you you wash up on shore um so i think it would translate really well like as soon as you get wrecked um you just start those characters and you can bring over everything from your from your pirate board characters that'll work you know i mean it's still still essentially the same core system uh artist uh Arista Arose, I guess, uh, Bass, back for two copies for our household. So excited for this. Congrats to Matt and Dalton. Thank That's you awesome. so much. Awesome. Uh, the Cabin Fever makes me think of the video game The Long Dark. Mm. Any chance that was an influence? I have not played The Long Dark. Have you played it, Dalton? I, you know, I haven't either. I do. I have played a lot of, like, those survival, um, you know, survival crafting games and stuff like that, so um that has played a little bit of influence but i haven't played the long dark now matt says it <laughs> makes me think of muppet treasure island <laughs> that was an influence yes heavy I, heavy influence i think i actually uh listened to love power a bunch the uh the credit song for muppet treasure island while i was writing um and i, I definitely that. watched it a few times that's awesome uh plan on using this in conjunction with pirate borg after a scum is marooned i love it i love it that's <laughs> awesome, exactly yeah. as, as soon as i saw this uh this project that's exactly what i what i thought um 
Let's talk a little bit about um, virtual tabletop yeah. platforms because that's a big part of this industry. It's it's grown tremendously over the last couple of years because of everything that, that, that's gone on. Um, do you have any plans on having some sort of virtual tabletop support, any way for folks to play this uh, on, a, uh, on some sort of a platform at all? Um, I guess that, that, that's my question for, for both of you guys. Uh, yeah. Um, so we have experience, um, both myself and, and some other people who are also working on the project. Um, uh, Lexington um, is our, our wonderful uh, character sheet crafter and coder um, in, in specifically Roll20. Um, so we unlock that as a stretch goal. Uh, however, we have gotten quite a lot of requests for Foundry um, add-on. So that's definitely something we're looking into. Um, we want to support our players as much as possible. So whatever we can do, we'll definitely try to do it. Um, I'm all about it. Um, I love doing virtual tabletop. It's so important right now. So yeah, abs absolutely. Uh, at the very least, um, making sure that character sheets are available uh, is really important. Um, so you can track all that stuff. And then um, in the future, if there is other support like modules or things, um, we'll definitely take a look at it. Um, and, and of course, the, um, the maps we're going to make sure uh, that we've also unlocked are scaled appropriately for virtual tabletop as well as home print if you want to do either or. Nice. Um, let's also talk, let's talk about something that, that, that also when, as soon as I saw your, your Kickstarter page, I'm like, yeah, these guys know what they're doing. This is this is because I always love when when a, a Kickstarter page is well laid out. You've got a lot of thought and detail into it. You've you've got all your graphics and your mockups done, and it's amazing. And then I then once I look at that, I'm like, oh, this looks good. Let's go take a look at the pledge levels. And I love this about you guys, and I can't stress this enough to a lot of people that that uh, want to like put out RPG books in general. Keeping your pledge love love. Your, your pledge levels simple and I, I i love this um lexington hey <laughs> sorry <laughs> lexington's in the chat so <laughs> uh working on the sheets while i watch this awesome are they they're the ones that are uh, yeah awesome yep character sheets yep. thank you cool. lexington <laughs> uh let's talk about your your pledge levels because because you've got you if Folks just want to give you a dollar, a couple dollars, or whatever. There's a there's a no reward, uh, you know, level level oh, levels. Yes. They really want to, which just kind of helps you guys uh, get this uh, out in in, in in print. Yeah, you've got a fifteen dollar PDF level, which is awesome. Um, that that comes with uh, the digital stretch stretch goals, I assume as well. Yeah, oh, the stretch goals. Yeah. yeah, yeah, digital stretch stretch goals will be included. Yeah, awesome. Um, and then thirty dollars gives you the stretch goals. And the physical book. So for like fifteen dollars more, you get the physical copy. I love that. I love that. It's not like a huge jump, and it's just yeah. like okay. Um, and then of course, you know, you know, uh, shipping will have to be included after the fact in the in the pledge manager. Um, right. Do you guys have plans for a pledge manager? Is that the, is that the, anything you've discussed at this point? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think it's gonna you know make the system a lot easier for for our backers whenever I back stuff. Uh, that's always important, um, and you know we want to make sure that uh, people have time to make adjustments if they need to. Um, you know we understand life happens. We also understand that sometimes 
you know, you fire and forget these things. You're like, yeah, I backed it. And then, you know, you're out for a while and you come back and you're like, oh, hey, there's more stuff I want. Um, sure. So that's important. And uh, being our first Kickstarter, um, you know, we've seen um, I've personally backed Kickstarters that have had trouble with, um, you know, uh, shipping, other things coming up after the fact. And um, I didn't want to undercut anybody on that and i didn't want to overcharge anybody on that so um for all of our outside us backers um i think it's really important to make sure that we just have like accurate information for you so that'll be part of the pledge manager um and and as we've said you know if there are problems we can't get copies to you um we're happy to roll back to to digital copies to make sure you still get what we can get you um but yeah no absolutely pledge manager and and any add-ons will be available there for sure Awesome. Awesome. Uh, can you elaborate on the misery mechanic? I'm thinking deserted island, one, one, one to one hurricane, two to two volcanic eruption, etc. Yeah. Um, so we, we do actually have a weather system also. Um, <laughs> That's cool. Which uh, Dalton did the mock-ups for. You can see it. And the, the weather kind of slides back and forth every day um, while you're there. So uh, hurricanes are included in the weather system. But um, yeah, the, uh, with the misery mechanic, things like a volcanic eruption could occur or, um, something more devastating on the island. Um, or, uh, there's also definitely spooky stuff. Um, we included a little bit of that morkboard weirdness. Um, so some weird, weird things will happen the longer you stay on the island. Very cool. Uh, let's see here. If anybody else has any other questions, let, let us know in the chat. Uh, we're kind of coming up on time, so I don't want to keep the, these guys too long. Um, yeah, let's, let's, if folks want to know more about Monomyth and, and all the stuff that you guys are doing, uh, where, where should they go? Where, where do you want them to, uh, to, to go specifically? Do you have, uh, social media, web pages, uh, all, all website, uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, all of it's linked uh, on our Kickstarter, uh, so you can find it down down at the bottom. Um, but we do we have our website. Um, we have a mailing list that you can join there. So if you want to kind of hear it directly from us, um, that's a great place to do it. Uh, we've got yeah, other projects, on future games too. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, we have other stuff coming down the pipe, so um, we'll let you know about those releases. We have a really cool game with an amazing artist coming. Uh, it's called Yokai Tales, and um, yeah, no, awesome artist Nogi-san is doing our art. Um, she's unbelievable, so um, you can check her out as well. Uh, so that that's a great place to do it. Sign up on the mailing list, and then um, we've got Facebook, Instagram, and we're on Reddit as well, um, and all those links should be on the site excellent excellent well guys i i don't want to keep you much longer i know i told you 30 to 40 minutes we're already at 43 and and i appreciate you coming on and chatting about this i'm super super excited for this to yeah. uh to see this in print and uh and uh, see how it ends up once it's all said and done congratulations again on the success thank you so uh, much thank you. I, I will uh, just mention to everybody you know if, if you're if you've backed this and, and Kickstarter and you're excited about it, feel free to share this video with, with whoever you think might be interested in it as well, because uh, I feel like uh, there should be thousands of more folks that should be excited <laughs> about this because I'm, I'm super excited about it as well. And, and uh, I think it's going to do rather well for these guys. And, and uh, you know, hopefully you'll be going back to that uh, printer for, for 
second printings, third printings, fourth, <laughs> yeah. you know, all those more printings after uh, after the initial printing. So Absolutely. Cool. Yeah. So. Thanks so much for having us on again. It's, it's yes, been awesome. You. And this is the first time we got to do something like this. So that's that's really cool. Thank you. <laughs> Hopefully, we'll, this is just one of many more that you'll be on for. I, I, how about yeah. that? Yeah. Be glad to have you on. Um, I'm super excited about uh, what, what you all are doing. And, and uh, I wish you much, much success and, and things. So. When we have new new stuff coming down the pipe, we'll definitely hit you up. And and if anybody else has more questions, like feel free to message us on Kickstarter. Um, yep. Happy to answer anything. Uh, post comments. We try to check them pretty frequently. So awesome. Uh, I, I will mention that if uh, you're watching this after the fact, after the Kickstarter is over, I will put a link to uh, the the uh, pledge manager. So if you want to link back it or uh, you know hop on after the fact, uh, you'll you'll be able to. So. Uh, please let me know in the comments if you do, because uh, that would be awesome. I'd love to hear uh, if that you're, you're as excited as I am for the, the for this project. All right, folks, that's going to do it for this session. Thank you to Matt and Dalton one more time. Thank you to everybody that joined us live. Remember, winning shouldn't be the only victory condition when you get to the table. We'll see you next time. Bye now. Thanks, everyone. Bye, everybody. Thanks so much for watching this video. Uh, if you would be so kind, make sure you hit that like, comment, and subscribe, all the YouTube jazz that we're supposed to do here. Uh, it really is greatly appreciated. And if you'd like to support us more, uh, you can uh, check us out on Patreon. Just go to patreon.com backslash victorycondition gaming. have all sorts of